Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the five ways that the soul degrades itself. Now, this is a concept that was created by Marcus Aurelius in the book Meditations. Now, for those of you who haven't read Meditations, Meditations was actually never intended to be a book. It was actually Marcus Aurelius' personal journal, so he would reflect on his own character on the situations that he had in his life, and his own principles. So in this episode, we're going to be discovering exactly how you may be sabotaging yourself and how to end that self-sabotage by understanding the five ways that the soul degrades itself. Have you ever wondered to yourself how you actually end up creating anxiety, depression, or self-sabotage? The thing is, we create these in ways that we don't even realize. We don't even think that They're really abnormal behavior or thought patterns, but they're very simple things that sometimes we do in our lives, and we've all been guilty of these things, but they seem to fly under the radar of what we think would actually create anxiety, depression, or self-sabotage. A lot of the time, we think that these feelings come from something external. We think that something outside a situation, a circumstance in our life that is not preferable is what is responsible for actually creating these feelings. But the truth is, it actually is something that we create internally. The external circumstances sometimes give us a jumping off point, or they sometimes give us a trigger or reason to start to engage in some of those internal processes. But at the end of the day, you can always come back to these five ways that the soul degrades itself. The five ways that the human soul degrades itself are the following. Number one, To be disgruntled with anything that happens is a kind of secession from nature, which compromises the nature of all things. So ultimately, what Marcus Aurelius is saying here is that when you separate yourself from the life events that happen, when you get upset at the circumstances or the things that are happening around you, this is one of the ways that you start to degrade your own soul. The reason being is because this is actually going against the concept of amor fati, which means to love your fate. Now, this is a concept that was talked about by Nietzsche, where he said it's not about just bearing the circumstances, but actually loving them, good or bad. The love of fate is something that allows you to be closer and more aligned with your own soul. So if you think about something as silly as getting mad because the rain interrupted your outdoor plans, that is actually a way that you're separating yourself. It's not necessarily a huge deal that it rains on top of your plans, but If you really stop to think about it, you're getting upset at something that is happening in nature. You're getting upset at a circumstance, as if that circumstance is somehow separate from you or external from you. The idea is through Zen Stoicism, we take the concept of Zen, where our external circumstances are just another extension of our being. It's part of the things in which we are all aware. So when we think about Marcus Aurelius and this first way that the soul degrades itself, we start to see that being upset at what's happening around you is one way that you'll start to sabotage yourself. You'll start to separate yourself. It's important to instead embrace whatever's happening. Embrace the weather or embrace the external circumstances. See them for what they are. You are not obligated to have an opinion on the things happening around you. Now, of course, there are some extreme situations that happen around us that will inevitably bring up a lot of emotion. And I'm not saying you should pretend not to care about those things. But after the initial moment that these things are happening, it's important to come back to yourself and not be upset about the external circumstances, but rather embrace what they are and then choose how you respond to them differently. The second way that the soul 
degrades itself is when it turns its back on another person or sets out to do harm, as the souls of the angry do. This is a really interesting one because typically we might associate anger to when you're actually arguing with a person or when you're yelling at somebody, but sometimes this actually occurs internally. So this can be casting judgment over another person or this idea of wanting to call someone out or being blunt with them just to hurt them, just so that they feel the pain of whatever it is that you believe they cause to you. Or it could even be breaking a promise to someone that you care about just to get what you want. So anytime we turn our back on a fellow human being, we are going to engage in this pattern of self-sabotage. We're going to begin to separate ourselves from ourselves. The thing is, when we judge other people, when we get angry at other people, when we try to cause pain to other people, we're really and truly doing it to ourselves because nothing is actually personal. The third way that the soul degrades itself is when it's overpowered by pleasure or pain. Now, this might sound pretty interesting because maybe we think to ourselves, okay, yeah, it's bad to be overpowered by pain, but what about pleasure? Isn't pleasure a good thing? Yes, it can be. It certainly feels good. But when you're overpowered by the desire for pleasure, the desire for something that feels good, that is when it begins to degrade you. That is when it begins to cause you to separate from yourself and be attached to the outcome that's outside of you. So think about this. If you, have you ever been so excited about something, so much so that it violated your own principles, like knocking over a small child or kicking over someone's nachos at a baseball game just to catch the foul ball that's gone right into the section that you're not in? Or maybe you've been so stressed that on your new diet plan, it suddenly allows cheesy fries and soda after a long day of work. These are two silly examples, but they're both highlighting the idea of being overpowered by pleasure or pain. If you're going to catch that foul ball, you're overpowered by the pleasure of the excitement of catching that foul ball, even if it's not even in your section. Or in the other scenario, you're overpowered by pain, right? You've had a long day at work. You think to yourself, I should treat myself. I need to feel better. So I'm overpowered by this stress. I'm going to go eat my cheesy fries and soda. So when you're overpowered by either one of these things, once again, you're separating yourself from yourself. You are completely associating to the emotional state that you're in and allowing it to overpower you. The fourth way that the soul degrades itself is when it puts a mask on or does or says something artificial or false. Now, typically this is done in the Zen Stoic delusion of performance, right? When we try to deceive others, we try to perform and make an image of ourselves in the eyes of others. This is something that causes us, once again, to separate from ourselves. And when we are separated from who we are, when we're totally enamored in another image or the attachment that we have of something external, we start to lose ourselves. If you think about what this might mean, if you're putting a mask on or deceiving others, it could be like when you were crushing on somebody in high school and you wanted to impress your crush. So one week, you're all about being a gangster and being into hip-hop because they're into hip-hop. And then the next week, there's a new person that you like and all of a sudden, you're into hunting, fishing, and country music. You just flip-flop from one to the other. Now, this actually did happen to a, a dude I knew in high school, so that's why this example comes up for me. <laughs> but it, it's pretty silly, right, when we try to put a mask on ourselves in order to be something else for someone. The, the thing is, not being yourself or trying to pretend to be something that you're not is actually one of the most exhausting things that you can do and one of the things that actually brings about the most stress because you can never actually relax into who you are. You have to constantly perform and be this thing that you're trying to project out to the world or project out to a specific person. Now, the final way that the soul degrades itself 
Number five is when it allows action and impulse to be without purpose, to be random or disconnected. Even the smallest things ought to be directed toward a goal. So if we think about this, if you are taking action from a place of feeling lost and aimless or not really knowing why you're choosing to do what you're doing on a daily basis, then you are drifting. You're passing through life in a haze. Fall into drinking, fall into taking pills or smoking or even overeating just to pass through life in a different state of being, right? This feeling of being lost causes us to be dragged around by our environment and by our emotional impulses. In essence, if we don't have an aim, if we haven't decided really what's important in our life, we don't have a set of principles that is guiding us or directing us, we're going to be pulled into number three, where we're being overpowered by pleasure and pain. Without an aim, pleasure and pain are simply the directors of your life. If you see something exciting or if you think that something's going to feel good and bridge you from you feeling bad to this good feeling, you're going to gravitate towards that. So it's really important to have some kind of an aim, to understand why you're doing what you're doing and to decide what is truly important to you. So a couple things to take away from this that are really important is to, first and foremost, embrace nature and the universe around you almost as an extension of yourself. Separation is an illusion. What you notice, what you experience, this is all part of your experience. You are the totality of all the things in which you are aware. So if something happens outside of your control that is in your environment, don't look at it as some kind of attack on you personally. The fact that it rained on the day of your picnic doesn't mean that the universe or nature is against you. This is a part of nature. This is happening. The next thing, show compassion and empathy to those around you. Realize that nothing they do is personal, and the same goes for you. Therefore, how you treat someone else is always something that you have to live with. Remember to seek to understand your emotions before acting on them impulsively like we discussed in the previous episode. Be who you are, be sincere, and if others don't accept you in moments of sincerity, they're saving you a ton of stress. When you think about it, being somebody that you're not and pretending and putting on a mask is one of the most exhausting activities you can do. Express sincerity. If people reject you for it, the pain of that rejection is far less than the long-term effects of holding on to that image of yourself and trying to present yourself as something that you are not. And finally, decide on a goal or direction for yourself. Know why you're doing what you're doing. Do not just go with the flow because you haven't taken time to consider what is most important to you.